Hello and welcome to This Woman's Work, a space where you can hear and read about some amazing women, the fantastic jobs they do and the paths that have led them to where they are today. I'm here today with Caroline. Hi Caroline. Hi. <laughs> um, did you want to tell the listener in your own words what it is you do for a living? So I have a um, nail salon in the centre of Stamford specialising in nail art design. Who I go to a lot. <laughs> She's amazing. She does, I can't go So I've collared her to do this really early <laughs> on. Okay, and how long have you been in nail tech? So you're yeah. in Stamford at the moment. Have you always been in Stamford? Um, no, I moved to Stamford oh, 12 years ago. Um just about now um yeah it was actually around this time i think it was the anniversary was a year last week wow actually yeah harris was three weeks old when i decided to pack up and move from glasgow and uh, move down south which um the reason we moved was uh, my ex-husband had uh, taken on a job in oundle and we somehow ended up here yeah yeah and you were already in nail tech at this point yeah yeah so I trained as a nail tech um when I fell pregnant with Finlay um because at the time I had a florist in Glasgow so Uh, I was a florist and I had a little floristry shop and um in those days many months ago 18 years ago whatever it was um we you didn't have the luxury of um like the big Dutch vans coming to your door like you do now with Florida shops. Yeah. You had to go to the Glasgow Flower Market in the morning at like four or five in the morning to get the best stuff for the day. And I think the more heavily pregnant I got, I thought, I don't know if I can do this yeah. anymore. Um so it was actually a friend of mine, her sister was a nail tech in Glasgow and uh with sort of previous background in art she had said you know I've seen you know I've seen this my sister started following you know this girl um she's called Wanails um this nail nail salon in London they're doing all these cool designs and art and stuff on nails she said you've got to check it out so I checked it out and um yeah so it's a a girl called Sharmadan Reed in the West End of London had opened this this shop called Wanails and it just became explosive like wow. overnight like Topshop like Kate Moss all of that everybody was going to her to get their nails done because oh. she was just so different because um, she was relaying fashion onto fingertips yeah. you know and yeah. um, so I was like oh I think I can do this shit this looks yeah. fun so I was always that kid that looked forward to the Avon catalogue coming through so that I could get like all the fun nail art stuff and stickers and so I thought yeah I'm gonna give that a go so when I was pregnant with Finlay I decided to train still had the florist shop but I decided to train in London or um, in Glasgow in Glasgow I trained in um, an academy in Glasgow and uh, I just instantly fell in love with the like the art of nails you know, because it's 
it's not just going and get well then it was like going and getting a nail polish but for me it was going to be so much bigger than that you know I had all these ideas in my head like I do I mean I think you know nail art was always there and you know my background did I went to classes school of art and I studied art so it, it was always it was always there it's always you know been artistic yeah from a child um and yeah I just thought Let's go back. I can see that. Yeah. Okay, so you did art and stuff at school and college. Mm. Mm. Then what came after college then? What was your sort of first job? Or... So my first job, I was a dental nurse. So I worked, yeah, I worked as a dental nurse um, to kind of put me through art college. Yeah. Um, and again, in those days, you didn't have, need to have qualifications to be a dental nurse. You just walked in and said, I need a job. But they were like, okay then. Do you want to be a dental nurse? <laughs> yeah. So I've done that and I worked in um, a bar in Glasgow at night as well when I was at art college um, to top up the funds. But, and yeah. when you were finished, what what was your first... Was it floristry that was... So, yeah, yeah. So I've, 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 let's say I was... Once I left art school, I continued with the dentist that I was with because, you know, I just loved the job. Oh. And he actually offered, you know, he's a lovely, lovely guy, and he offered to put me through dental school to train as a dent, you know, a dental hygienist. Which looking back on it, I think, God, I could be making shitloads of money by now. I actually, I don't think I could be poking people's mouths for the rest of my life when I think about it. But it, you know, that whittled out obviously, and then uh, I went into floristry. And how did you get into that? I mean, was that... Again, it was it was a, a restaurant I worked in in Glasgow and the girl used to come in, um, you know, just a wee part-time job. I used to work in Nairns in Glasgow. And the girl used to come in to do these amazing flower displays. Like, they were so on you because it was a really cool restaurant. Yeah. So there was these, like, amazing flower displays everywhere. I know what you mean, So yeah. cool, you know. And I just said to her one day, um, you know... I, do you, you know how do you do it how do you how you know how do you get into floristry and she said you know come back with me you know wow and that was it and yeah and she so yeah left the job I was in and I went and, and worked for her and gosh and you know, were you always with her when you were describing going to the flower markets then no or? no I worked with her um for quite a few years um and then I decided to branch out on my own wow. when I went Hers was sort of, I mean, it was really cool, but there was pressure on her as a florist shop because she worked she worked alongside Interflora, and for me, Interflora was a bit too basic and yeah. shit. Yeah. So um, I wanted to do the cool shit. Yeah. So um, I decided to branch out on my own. So mainly sort of started out in wedding work. Yeah. You know, like killing on sort of unusual bridal bouquets yeah, yeah. and that kind of thing. And it just went from there. So, so you saw this person in London mm. and went, God, that's really cool. I want to do that. Yeah. But lots of people think that. Yeah. What made you yeah. kind of think, okay, I'm going, you know, I'm going to do it then. I think it's just my personality. If I'm... Um, you thought, I, I want to I do think, it so yeah. I can do it. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do that. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I suppose I'm like that with everything, you know. It's just that innate kind of belief is that like a confidence or yeah it's just like a weird sort of 
passion thing I get in me. Like, I've got I to do it. Mary Jane, it's a weird... Fuck it. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Like, that is. That is, a, a, that is the way I live my life. Fuck it. What's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so you said you got qualified up in Glasgow. Mm. So you went to... Yeah. Where did you go? Sorry, for anyone that's listening. Yeah. So I went and trained with a company called... Oh, what was it called? Not... It was like Mercury or something like that. It was a, a nail company that's not around anymore. Um, trained initially with them. And was that a hard process? Did you have to apply to get on that and then wait? Or? Yeah, you have to, like, basically... You have to apply to do, like, your basic manicure... Yeah. You know, so if you don't go to so nowadays a lot of girls um will decide to go to um Stanford College or, or you know, a college yeah. Yeah. um to study beauty. Um and you know, manicure is involved in that. But I did, I wanted to just do nails at that point. So I looked up, you know, courses around the area, um and I've, you know, found this this great company um that done like week courses so an intense week course yeah. on manicure um and again at that time gel wasn't invented you know so, oh, so you were just doing like yeah. traditional so it was just traditional manicures acrylic was acrylic's been around for many yeah. many years so i done my acrylic enhancement course as well um the following week from that so done full intense week course on manicure pedicure and then full intense course on acrylic enhancement. Um, and then I went and worked for um, a, a nail salon in Glasgow. Um, so you got qualified and you just then had to apply yeah. for jobs. And yeah, just, I just got qualified. Almost, is that almost like a sort of an apprentice or were you taken on as a qualified... No, just taken on as a qualified nail tech. Yeah. I mean, I was shit. Because you're always, you're always shit when you start <laughs> out, aren't you? But I can remember being fucking petrified of the owner coming in and saying, Right, darling, do my nails, let's see how good you are. You know? And I can remember belting out the best fucking set of nails I'd ever done and I thought, oh, what happened there? What's this innate <laughs> confidence? This innate yeah. belief. Yeah. And um yeah, so I worked with them for a while and then uh, I landed this insane job and in, um with C N D Academy. In Glasgow, ah. um, applied for it. Thought oh, I'll never get it. Like this is the best of the best nail techs. And what was the application? Did you have to send off? Yeah, like, so a you have to. Yeah, basically. Well, again, in those days, there was you know, you didn't have social media or anything no. like that. So you basically had to send the a PowerPoint. CV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like a CV with some um, photographs printed out from, you know. We used to take the camera to yeah. the 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 the, ke- the chemists and get it produced, and uh, put that in and send it. And yeah, out of nowhere, I I got I got the job. So how long had you been a nail tech for at this point then? I had been a nail tech probably for about six months or something. Oh, so this is so rapid, not long, then, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I got taken on with um the CND Academy, um, and trained under Fee Wallace, who still to this day is one of the best nail techs in Britain. She's wow. amazing. She's ambassador of C D uh, C N D for the UK. Um so trained under her. Um and yeah and literally not that long after, Gel was launched. And Gel um 
So a lot of people get confused when they say shellac nails or gel nails. Like, yeah. what, what's the difference? Yeah. So basically, shellac was the inventor of gel. Oh, okay. So um, when I worked at the academy, I can always remember um, Fee's mum, who ran the business, um, coming, you know, coming in and saying, wait till you see this, girls. This is insane. Like, no more drying time, no more having to go into your clients' purses to get their money out for them. Yeah. And tell them, <laughs> tell, them to, tell them to put their coat on before you start painting their nails. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was a colour called Wildfire, and it was the most beautiful red. And uh, so she brought it out, she put it, she put it under this, like, light that we had never seen before. <gasps> I know, the magic light, put it under the magic light. She pulled out and she said, touch my fingers, go on, touch. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was set and that was, that was it. That wow. was the beginning of gel. And then because I was so lucky because I worked at the CND Academy, we got the first gel that was coming into the country. And then you, you got know. trained quite quickly. So we get trained straight away on shellac. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it was just, Yeah. It was game changing. Well, it was. It is for you because you do specialise in art. Yeah. Nail art. Yes. Yeah. And so you were able to you paint. Have done that? And, so hang on. Yeah. So if we track back to this lady in London, then mm. how? I mean, she was doing art with, with nail just polish. normal nail polish. So literally, just like yeah, like what so, we're talking fans, just like yeah, to dry like, nails and uh-huh, then that yeah. and then dry. I mean, the hours that must. Have yeah, taken. she had a little handheld fan. That's what I used to use as well. Uh, I should, you know, like you and buy dries, to fan yourself. And you've got to do another thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was. I mean, you were all, all you were knocking out was, you know, little flicks in the nails with like little diamantes on them, you know, that kind of thing. And very, very nineties, sort of early two thousands. And um, God, the amount of leopard print nails I used to do was unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, so you were at the C and D Academy mm-hmm. now doing gel. Yeah. 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 And then. Move down. How, yeah. What, what, so so then, what's the time period between that and then moving down here? Oh then? God. Yeah. So work there for. So when would that have been? That would have been two thousand and nine, ten. Yeah. Um, when I worked in CND Academy, and then yeah, we moved down here two thousand eleven. Wow. Um, and actually, when I moved down here, I decided to stop doing nails. Oh. Yeah. Gosh, I, know. I didn't know this. Yeah. So I decided, I decided, I just had, I, Harris was wee, so it was pretty nigh on yeah. impossible to get out and work anyway. Um, so I got a wee job in Calico Fabrics in Stanford. Oh, I love that shop. I love that shop. And what Callie took me on just because I had, you know, mark background and textiles and things like that. So worked in there and decided to... I was just started playing about with the sewing machine again because I was working in a sewing shop. Yeah. And um, one day I just decided to stop, start sketching with the needle point on my sewing machine onto linen. Ah. And um, I started sort of selling little bits in Calico and things like that of what I was creating and then yeah 
Two Turtles Up started, which was my textile design company. Yes. Yeah. And so for a good few years, because from Calico, I then started working for Snow Designs, the interior design shop. So went in with Camilla and then Camilla, luckily, you know, she gave me a studio on the top floor of the interior design shop to start producing mass work of Two Turtle Doves. Yeah. Which then sort of ended up. I was then in art galleries in Cambridge and Glasgow, yeah. and it went huge, you know, pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, um, loads of commission work, commission work coming out of my ears. And it's so, just you. Yeah. Yeah. And then Snow Designs sadly closed down. Um, so I took on a little studio myself in, um, just off the high street in Stamford. I had a little studio in there wow. um, it was a graphic designer called Beach and he had some studio space so he gave me a room and then I worked from there um, yeah and that continued for a good few years I had two turtle doves um, so specialising in you know um, freehand machine embroidery yeah. like basically sketching with a, a needle point um, and then sadly my dad took his own life and I went downhill rapidly, obviously. And yeah, I couldn't do it anymore. The creativity had gone. Literally just gone. It gone overnight. Um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't think. I couldn't create. Mm. You know, because I was grieving my dad so badly. Mm. I just, just went into a really, really black, black place. Yeah. And um, and my, you know, main objective in life at that point was to look after mum make sure yeah. mum was okay um and you know and your kids and my kids yeah you know they were grieving so too full survival mode then, absolute full survival mode yeah um so yeah shut up shop with uh the design comp textile design company and to be honest michelle i can't even remember how long it was after that because it was just a cloud of a time well how old would say Harris have been do you think when your dad passed so Harris would have been six yeah I think about six when dad passed yeah and then how old when you sort of started up again? and then yeah so it must have been a good over a year yeah um that I didn't, yeah, I didn't do anything. I mean, I had little part-time jobs still, like working in yeah. um, bars busy. and things yeah. like that, just to keep my brain busy. But um, it was, and then it, the girl, I went to get my hair cut in Mojo's on Ironmonger Street in Stamford. Yeah. And at the time, their beautician was leaving. And Karina was like, you do nails and things like that, don't you? And I said, I said, yeah, I have done in the past. And um, and she said, well, why don't you come in and, and take over from Zoe? Um, so Zoe Nobbs was a beautician there. I still keep in contact with. She's she's a beautiful wee soul. And um, yeah, so I basically, I took over. The, like, I thought, yeah, fuck it. It's time. <laughs> it's fuck it. Um I was like, you're not going to sit about forever, Caroline. Pull yourself together. And, um, yeah, so I, I opened up 
as graffiti beauty yeah which i was at the time um in ironmonger street so all beauty but specializing really in yeah i did so i'd done waxing tanning but had you been qualified for that at this point yeah yeah you'd, yeah wait, so, so when done, did you done that had you done that as part of your course yeah i've done it previously ah, sort okay. of wanted to sort of do learn how to wax and yeah. you know just to get the whole beautician package going so yeah. that if i ever did want to work in another salon yeah. it was there so yeah i done waxing brows lashes nails everything um but everybody was demanding my nails for the nail because of the nail art yeah. it was so unique at that time yeah. i mean obviously there's loads of amazing nail artists in samford now um but at the time, so we're talking eight years ago, um, there wasn't much of it about. So I got so busy with the nails that I then had to predominantly just be nail design. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was, I was stayed in Mojo's for a good three years. Then I moved down to um, the Stamford Hair Studio on Shane Lane. Yeah, yeah. And I worked there for a few years. Yeah. And then that went a bit tits up, um, cause I just didn't get on with the owner. Yeah. Um. So, it was just by chance that you know I mentioned to Jen, who I worked with. Yeah. There, and she was a friend of Sophie Earls. Yeah. Um, and she'd mentioned to Sophie Earl about um me looking for another studio. And um, so we were chat-chatting, we got on so well straight away. And she was like, come and fucking work with us. It's going to be ace. Because... So had they got this place? Yeah, so this was... Uh, basically, the attic up here was a storeroom. Right. Yeah. So um, it got cleared out overnight. <laughs> and I moved in, like, the next week, couple of weeks later. And was this, this pre-COVID? No, this was just after just COVID. After so COVID. I was I was in Sanford Hair Studio you were, during, yeah, during COVID, then, which yeah. was an absolute shit show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think all in all, we were open. I think we were closed something like fourteen months. Oh, no. All in all, as a beauty industry. Oh no. That was fucking tough. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about how you got trained and qualified. Mm. For anyone sort of doing it now, is there a different approach that you would take to someone getting mm. training qualified as a nail tech, or mm. do you think going down the kind of beauty school route? Yeah, so that's a really good question because um, girls automatically will go to beauty college, yeah. as in you know do a beauty course at a big um, you know a big town which is or fine. city so school, a uh, college, um, which is fine. Yeah, but if it is nails, you predominantly want to be in. Yeah. Then don't go down that route ah. because they're very, very minimal in what they do. They, you know, they will train you in manicure and pedicure, but there, there won't be the in-depth knowledge. Yeah. There is with um with nails. Um, I would and always. Do you need to be say, following any, anything else mm, before you get to that, or not? So, no. So say if I just wanted to do it tomorrow. Yeah. You. Don't, I don't have to go and do a beauty course first. No. No. So I just need to go and get... So you have to, before you become a nail tech, you have to be qualified in basic manicure and pedicure. Yeah. That's where the mistake is made with a lot of nail techs. Now, you obviously, during COVID, people started to learn off YouTube. Yeah. Which is great. YouTube's amazing for, you know, things like... 
but when it comes to your dealing with thing with with hygiene and with chemicals and all of these things that are not taught on YouTube, they're taught on how to paint it on your nail and stick it under a lamp. Um, it is so important to do a manicure and pedicure course beforehand because you will learn about your nail anatomy. Mm -hmm. Always go with um, a accredited educator. Right. You know, so if it's a private accredited educator, yeah. um, then yeah, just make sure the 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 correct certifications are there yeah. for them to train you. So, because you obviously train I'm people. A, yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm a tra accredited educator. Yeah. Are you? So yeah. how did you get that to be a? Um. So I I did done. You just yeah, do I your done own certificate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just Made? knocked one up on Canva. <laughs> and stuck it on my wall. Nail expert. Yeah. <laughs> Nail expert. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, I've done a course with um, uh, an educational college in London. Yeah. Um, I've done an online course. So what, we've obviously talked about you being really artistic and mm. obviously your bucket attitude. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> but do you think there's yeah. anything else about, and I guess this is about being self-employed, but also doing what you're doing. Mm. I guess what inherent skills you have or mm. even things you've learnt that make you good at this job or make you able to keep doing it I think what is it yeah and that's for someone to get a feel for okay yeah I think I'm like that okay so maybe I mm. could give this a go or flip side of that is no okay I'm definitely not like that so maybe this isn't for me yeah yeah I mean I think you know one obviously you've got to be passionate about doing nails you know and it's as it a real passion and you I look at nails as an extension of fashion you know so it, it, yeah for me it's predominantly a lot art based yeah um and fashion so i wouldn't have thought that actually so yeah yeah so you are in there's constant you know trends yeah on instagram of nails you know like so you've got like your donut glaze nails which is huge at the minute um so you've always got people coming to you that they see that um, influencer has has got that week and yeah you know but for knowing that this this is what you want to do for a living um you don't for for me you don't have to be very very artistic to you know be doing nail art you know there is basic nail art designs you can do that you know will look look amazing you know okay flip side of that is what i guess um and the, what have i i've i guess a challenge i was gonna say problem problematic mm. characteristics but i don't want to say that because that sounds really negative yeah. but what challenges that you have as a person mm. that make this difficult for you or yeah. that make yeah i guess that do make it tough for you that you know if you could change it would change or that you just have to manage through um I mean, for me, the biggest challenge is being mum. Yeah. You know. Juggling it all. Yeah. Having to run a full-time nail salon and still being mum. And a and, single mum. And a single mum. Yeah. You know, being there for your kids, you know, and I, I work two late nights. Um, and those late nights are literally you go home and 
you know, the kids are settled and done for the day and so you've not seen them all yeah. day, you know. Yeah. Um I did take the decision a few years ago to stop working on a Saturday. I remember that, yeah. Um which I wouldn't recommend to girls just starting up because Saturday is a big nail day. You know, people getting their nails done for the weekend ahead. Yeah. Um but luckily I was in that position that I could and I just added an extra evening. So basically all my Saturday girls went into another evening. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. So those girls that work, you know, because most people work, yeah. you know, during the day. And you've got to be available for that. Mm, yeah. What's been the absolute best part of this for you? Since, since you've been doing this? Being a nail tech. What's been the absolute um, best part of I think probably standout was when a company that I've always worked um used their gels um called Cocoist, um the Japanese nail company. Um they they contacted me and asked if I would be the UK ambassador. And um so that was that was huge because you thought fuck I'm good enough to yeah. be like somebody to say we want you to be the face of the UK for our company you yeah. know because we we love your what work that? that happened so that was I think 21 yeah um I've got to ask you about weird stuff though okay so what what because what, there's got to be weird stuff. I want to know what people what people have asked for, whether you've done it, whether you've mm. not done it, um, weird stuff that's happened. I mean, have you taken someone's, you know, gel off and just found, like, the mankiest nails in the world? I just... Give yeah. me all... What, what's the weirdest stuff I think happened? probably the weirdest one was when I was doing a manicure and I thought the girl had been gardening and I was... You know, obviously doing cleaning her up and you know doing the cuticle tidy and all the rest of it, and quickly realizing when I started the manicure that it wasn't mud. It was shit. <gasps> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna say she'd got like some weird disease or something. No. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That She'd was just pretty been right. scratching her bum a lot. Or <laughs> She'd worse. Just oh, been worse. scratching her bum hole. <gasps> Obsessively. I really don't know. I don't know why I asked. And did you carry on? <laughs> of course I did, yeah. Were you just like yeah. spraying a lot though? And just <laughs> just like... cleansing and alcohol a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Right, that is weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've had to ban someone from getting uh they used to come to me for pedicure and I had to ban them because I literally used to bulk at the smell. They used to turn really? up with the smelliest feet. I know it sounds really unprofessional. But, but if actually, you can't do a good job. You, yeah. No. They were just really bad. And I, I mean, but they don't know you banned them for that, do they? I'm guessing. Oh, you, no, you just you literally just... have to message, oh, I'm really sorry, I don't have any room that day. Until, yeah, until they get the message. Until they think, oh, I need to go somebody else to get my feet done because she's always full. Yeah. Yeah. Money-wise, then, and this is obviously a tricky one, and I don't have to include this as well, mm. but um, I guess, because it was, again, weird talking to Sophie, because in some respects, there isn't really... 
is there a rate card that's acceptable for what you do that you have to stay within? I know, obviously, I know what mm. you charge. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm guessing there are people globally, but in the UK, earning a lot of money doing this. Yeah. Like you say, doing celebs and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it's a big industry. Yeah. And then they pick and choose, do they? And then, mm. so I guess, what kind of, because is it the kind of thing where you can literally, it's down to how much you want to work? How much? Yeah. Because yeah, obviously, like you say, in today's economy, there's only so much you can charge for nails. So it's how many hours yeah. you want to do. Um, mm. And I guess probably, but like I said, like location-wise, I can visit mm. if you're in London, you charge more. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because obviously your your rent and rates are a lot higher in different areas, so the nails are going to be dearer yeah. in some areas. Um, I think it's always a real tough one because I do get a lot of young nail techs that have started out messaging me and saying you know that they're struggling with a price list because yeah. you know they are just starting out so they don't want to be charging but they feel they have to because obviously our products have rocketed in yes. prices yeah. and it's a real tough one I, I mean I don't charge under um you know for for a gel manicure I wouldn't charge under 32 yeah um because you know you've still got your rent to pay you've still got all the products to pay people don't see all that you know all the things behind it your insurance your you know everything you know you aren't just taking that money home in your pocket what's what's next what's next what's next for caroline what's well i do sort of know this but um so yeah what's next so i think the biggest next at the minute is um from next week, I'm delving back into acrylic and extensions. Enhancements is a proper word. Extensions is what people know. Um, and that is purely because I've done acrylics always when I was a young nail tech, like years ago. And um, I just, I had came away from it because gel became huge. Mm. And... As nail techs, we were kind of then brainwashed. You should only really be doing, if you want to be a really good nail tech, you want to be encouraging the client to grow their own nails. Yeah. Um, um, so purely, I think we should all purely be working on natural nail beds here, you know. So, and then... But acrylic tech's gone a long way since then, hasn't it? Sure. Absolutely, Yeah. yeah. I suppose I was a little bit inspired by there's a nail tech in Bourne called Nicola Foster and the nails she was banging out were just stunning, you know, and they were all acrylic. So I contacted Nicola and I said, I think I might fancy having a little refresher on this because your nails are beautiful. Um, So I did, I went and done a little refresher with Nicola Foster who's amazing acrylic educator. And... I don't know. I just I I change all the time with. Well, you were you evolving. Like, I'm like you? a chameleon yeah. that way. Like I like sort of changing the style up all the time. Yeah. And all of a sudden, started seeing these nails on social media platforms that were long it acrylic, thing. Yeah. huge nails with fucking amazing nail art on them and. Just again, just expression of fashion, you mm. know, like, and you've got to be relevant. Uh huh. You've got to be. You've got to. Be you've relevant. got to be. So I thought I want a bit of that again. So yeah, 
That's the next chapter. You could talk, Caroline. But also, bravo for actually going and because you could have just gone, okay, well, I know, you know, you could have been cocky enough to go, okay, well, I used to do acrylics, so I'll just start doing it again. Yeah. The fact that you were humble enough to go, actually, I want to make sure I do this really right with the latest yeah. stuff, so I'm going to go yeah. and get trained on it. Because things are changing all the time in the industry, so you have to keep up with what's yeah. new. So that's full credit to you for doing that, yeah. because there'll be a lot of people that wouldn't do that. No, I know. Um, what advice would you have given your younger self? So back when maybe, and it could even have been when you were at the dental surgery, but I yeah. guess what advice, or maybe not actually, because let's maybe keep it on track with being an Nautic then. Okay. When you, were f- when you first made that decision, or mm. if you could go back to that, what advice now mm. would you give that person to maybe done things slightly differently or learn things a different way or are you happy you think you did it in the right way um i think not that i would tell my younger self but what i would tell a younger nail tech out there that's starting is just don't give up it's so easy to be sitting there with not one client walking through the door yeah and saying fuck this i'm going to go and get a job in sainsbury's yeah you know but, you know, just keep pushing, just don't give up. If you are lucky enough to sort of be in that position of not bringing home a brilliant wage. Yeah. And just keep pushing at what, what you believe you're going to be good at one day. You're and socials, surely. That. And obviously you've just got to Socials, be. like, socials was a game changer for me. You've got to be able, yeah, you've got to put it all out there. I mean, you? luckily, when I first started out, that is just when Instagram launched. Yeah. You know. I don't know if that's when they launched the year I started out. No idea. But it was it was there. Yeah. You know, and that completely changed my business. Because my business was visual. If I didn't have Instagram, would I have stuck around? Probably not. You have to put, I think on especially social media, you have to put out there exactly who you are as what a person. you can offer, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I'm not that nail salon that you come and get a little French tip and yeah. you know that you know we like the well, all stuff. illegal acrylics you we know, like, that yeah one, exactly we like the cool stuff we like yeah. keeping on trends and you know, you and know healthy having... healthy nails absolutely I mean, that's Caroline huge. does uh, she does she makes sure you're all very I mean and my, and my daughter came and had her nails done and very I mean meticulous with the oils and everything yes, exactly. she was really into it so, yeah uh, yeah come on think... yeah that you're that you know your shit yeah I think it's important. And because, aftercare and everything yeah, else. Exactly. Yeah. That's what people want to go to. They don't want to go to somebody that's, you know, just basically lent on YouTube and then opened a salon. Bloody hell. You Scary know. thought. Yeah. Okay, my final question then is um what advice is it's how I'm gonna it's the final question I'm gonna ask everybody. Mm. It's a bit of a life advice that you would give to anyone. It's not, nothing to do, it can be to do with this or mm. nothing to do with this, but a mm. bit of life advice that you want to just throw out there into mm. the world. Oh, I find myself saying daily, just breathe, don't stop. Keep going. Because, you know, things might look pretty dark and shit sometimes, mm. but just keep going because it will get better. Mm. life will get better the and sun will rise as the saying goes absolutely yeah never give up never ever give up 
There has mm. been many times that I've thought, I need to close. I can't, I can't go on like this. This is really bad. Mm. But then you start thinking, oh, what else can I do to bring some money in? And you just, yeah, you just got to keep going. Find a way. Yeah. And have people around you that believe in you, mm. you know. And that's even like down to like you, clients that come in the door and tell me that, you know, that they're, they love their nails and, you know, that makes them happy. And walking in the door is like a, you know, it's a, it's a therapy session. And that is what you are as a nail tech as well. That passes through your mind, you know, if I give this up, I know there's going to be people out there that will be devastated because they can't chat to me every couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, those, you know, you you do become almost like a life therapist for people as well. Well, Thank you very much, Caroline. You are most welcome. (laughs) If you would like to hear more about this chat, see some behind-the-scenes pics and some personal profile pics, plus read about how to get started in this industry and or this role, then please go and support us on Patreon. The link is on this podcast page and across all of our socials. Sincere thanks in advance.